1: Again, that's patreon.com forward slash southerngroundhunting. You can also support us by leaving us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps more than you know, and we greatly appreciate it. And now, let's get to the show. All right, I am super jacked up about this episode today, and I have been ever since. I heard about this thing that's going on called the Tagged Out Tour that our buddies at Tethered are putting on. And, uh, as soon as I saw as actually Greg Godfrey, who's one of the owners tethered been on the show several times, um, he called me and, uh, and you know, we we were talking about some stuff or whatever, and it came up and number one, I was uh, the first thing I was jealous. I was extremely jealous as are probably most, um, I guess I'm middle-aged, Uh, young adult, middle-aged people, people with responsibilities are probably jealous of what's going on here. But basically, they took a bunch of young dudes, a bunch of Gen Zers, and said, hey, go hunt all season with no responsibility. And uh, also, here's a crappy bus that you're going to have to drive around the country. Just a really cool, really cool idea. Matt, I think I told you, whenever I first heard about it, I was like, dude, this is going to be like one of the coolest things on YouTube.
2: Man, it it has me on the edge of my seat every time I see a story, an episode. And I feel like they got the right five guys doing this. And it's just a great, just, I mean, if I was, I mean, I'm only 27. So I'm, you know, kind of close to their age and I'd love, to, I'd love to do it. I'd love to be 19, 20 years old, um, traveling the country. It, it, that's a dream right there.
1: Luke, do you think that there was like, as a married man, you've got a you got a brand new baby girl. Do you think that there is any way that you would be able to do something like that now?
3: Dude, that is funny that you say that because I was on my way home from work today thinking about this. And I was like, what would I have to do? How much money would I have to spend? <laughs> what kind of trip would I have to take Sadie on in order for me to do something like that? I'm going to be honest, there is no way in hell that she would let that happen. <laughs> She'd be like, uh, uh, absolutely not.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too, man. Like, like It's hard enough to get away for like three or four days, let alone a yeah. hundred days. So we're super excited to have these dudes here. They're living the dream, doing what we all wish we could have done when we were 19, 20 years old, and uh, doing a heck of a job at it so tagged out fellows how you guys doing great
4: Doing good good fan Pretty
1: good so far fantastic it is so good to hear from you guys i know a lot of listeners are really excited about hearing uh some of y'all's experiences and and really we're just m- most listener i would be surprised if the like listenership isn't mostly like 30 to 45 year old men <laughs> like probably on <laughs> analytics on the, on the viewership of y'all's YouTube videos. It's probably like 30 to 45 year old men living vicariously through you. So, yes, so absolutely. before we, uh, yeah. before we go too far, too far, I know there's a lot of guys right here, uh, that are on this episode. So why don't y'all, uh, just kind of go around, around the bus and, uh, go around the converted couch table, um, and tell us your name and where you're from. Alrighty,
4: yeah. Uh, my name is Dallas Kemenaw, and I am from Nebraska. I'm the only
1: non-southern boy on this trip. Argue, and- Ar- it, it, it's it's arguable, but g- go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. So, which, I don't know which one of you guys said you're 27, but um, I'm not far behind. I'm actually 26. These kids all call me dad. It's kind of Heck weird.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that that Bye. was me, Dallas. That was Matthew Dallas. Yeah, that's yeah. You, can be, you can be their papa or something. Yeah.
4: Papa here. D. I,
1: I, I like was that. literally
2: just about to say Papa D. <laughs>
1: hey, papa D, there we go. Yeah, maybe not. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's a little too southern for your northern blood, man. <laughs> yeah,
4: that's right. So yeah, I'm twenty six and come from Nebraska and I don't know how i got chosen to be here but it sure is a blessing 26 years old are you married i am not i am single as they come no kids <laughs> uh my full-time gig i work for my folks at a livestock auction in nebraska so it. i wouldn't say it was easy to take the time off but it's more doable than going to work for somebody else you know yeah so made arrangements and my bosses who happen to be mom and dad are just as ecstatic as I am to be
1: on this trip. So that's awesome, man. So it worked out. Well, Dallas, we're, time right. we're glad you're here. Yeah. Appreciate it.
5: All righty. So, uh, my name's Cole Mitchell. I'm from the North South, as we just discussed a second ago. I, I mean, we still have accents and we, I mean, still kind of eat fried food there. So like I, I would say it's credible as being the South, but um, yeah, I'm 19 years old from Boone County, West Virginia, uh, and uh yeah, I mean I've had a blast. I I'd say my route to getting on the the tour was a little different from everybody else's. Uh, it was actually pretty last minute. Jared um, Schaefer, it's he was looking for a, a final like personality um, to get on the tour, and he couldn't seemed like they could find the right person and they had these four boys already lined up and uh and they actually reached out to me and asked wanted to be part of it and uh of course I said yes. um it was was pretty awesome I will say I was a tad bit nervous going into it I didn't know what the other guys was going to be like and um you know I I didn't know what to expect but uh as we've kind of I feel like honestly we I don't want to jinx it and say this, but pretty well got, I would say, a majority of bumps out of the road um, in the first couple of weeks. I mean, it's definitely like I had a, one of my guys back home tell me this is like our college years for the most part. And we're have to live on a mobile campus with only four of <laughs> us or five of us and try and get along with each other. And there's no women
2: so uh it's, it's, <laughs> only
5: college
3: I'd say maybe a good thing is just save your money
5: <laughs> well, save your money but testosterone levels are an all-time high and and i will say we have somehow managed to not get in any fistfights yet
1: that was so that, pretty- that's one of the things i was yeah. pretty curious about is like the bus drama so it's good to hear that there's not enough bus drama content that we're going to see at least right now. Maybe, maybe day fifty or so, it might start getting a little bit uh, a little bit crazy. It's definitely been
4: bus drama. There definitely has. It's just nothing really, nothing really good enough de- for yeah. to
5: tube the YouTube, I guess. So. Yeah. We haven't got any good like on film yet, so we're Man. In, until the
4: yeah
5: crap. <laughs> but,
6: but,
4: unsubscribe. unsubscribe. There.
6: I feel
5: like a
4: sad. lot of, um, I mean, 100 days on a bus with five guys, there's going to be a little drama. Oh, so, yeah. I mean,
5: oh, yeah. we're all going to hate each, hate each other at the same time at the end of it. Yeah. So that's me. And now on to the next guy.
6: Yeah. So uh, my name is Grayson Kowalik. Um, I am from uh, northeast Texas. Um, I uh, kind of same situation as Dallas. I don't really know how I got here but I'm, I know I'm blessed to be here um kind of made my applications relate late but ended up in ended up being here so I am, I, I, don't even, I don't even know what to say I'm, I'm here and I'm happy um yeah I'm, I'm a hunter here in Georgia and me and me and Dallas have been kicking away kicking away grinding at it and things have been happening I won't say a lot of a lot of deer have <laughs> been happening but things
4: have been happening. <laughs>
6: other other things. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> <only> <laughs> yes. what? Well, it was our first
4: our first giving, encounter. Without giving too much credit yeah. for
6: the video. We'll say He yeah. we saw a big buck. We're just going to say that. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll say that. I saw a big buck.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Nice. Seeing a big buck is like, I'm not going to say That's it's half of the see. battle but it's a, it's a good majority of the battle.
2: This time of the year, no.
7: especially, absolutely.
8: Yeah. All right, what's up, guys? Uh, Caden Starnes here from Central Mississippi. I'm 20 years old, and as happy as a. a I don't know. Which um, it Head on the trail. You yeah. <laughs> get to be doing this. Uh, I think we got an awesome group of guys here. At, at first, I was a little nervous about meeting everybody and how they were going to turn out, but. It's been
1: pretty fun so far. That's Get cool. To see some deer and living the dream. That's awesome, man. It's, uh, I got to, Caden, uh, I got to spend a, a decent amount of time with you in Mississippi last year, uh, on that late yep. season deer hunt. And, uh, man, I got to say, if I had to choose the bus that y'all are in versus the tent that we were in, in the, cold weather that we were in i'd probably be choosing the bus
8: like oh i'd be choosing the bus it was freezing
1: dude i remember waking up i think it was you you were like in a puddle of water (laughs) there's like a puddle of water got in (laughs) you sleeping on the ground in a sleeping bag just like in a puddle (laughs) of water like 20 degrees outside (laughs) that's awesome so caden man glad you're glad you're part um and then, I believe we have one more, right?
7: Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm Josh Boonebarger. I am from Pensacola, Florida, down there by the Gulf of Mexico. I uh, do a lot of fishing, uh, do some public land hunting up in Florida. Not the best hunting, but uh, yeah, I got on this. I was an intern last year, and uh, Greg and Kate and I and good old Kurt, we're uh, just messing around, joking how we should send a bunch of young dudes hunting, that the old guys, they can just sit back and... You know, hunt over corn or something like that, and just let us
1: <laughs> do hunt well, over corn. <laughs> <laughs> let the old guys hunt gonna, over corn. Do something dumb like that. <laughs> to
4: clarify, it is legal to hunt over corn in Georgia. This just is true.
7: Putting that out there. Yes. I'm I'm 100% kidding. I I grew up doing that. I mean, down south, that's just kind of what you do. Um, no, but seriously, we uh we we're just joking around, and as as the uh, time went on. You know plans they <laughs> got that's and, uh, plans got made uh all of a sudden we're like man you're you're going up to right outside of nashville you're going to meet the guys and you're going to uh, see this piece of garbage bus." but uh you know we we met each other and we started working on this bus and made it not too bad but uh yeah just really blessed to be here like everybody was saying and uh it's, it's been an interesting few weeks. A lot of uh character development has taken place. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's it's good and I'm excited for the uh, I'm I'm excited for the rest of it. I really am. I'm ready for rut. I'm ready for the cool weather. Um it's a lot here in Georgia, as y'all know.
5: Oh yeah. It's yeah. Not, not very fun.
8: Oh,
4: it's a blast. Oh,
5: it's oh, fun. No, it's a blast. you, you got to make your own fun. It's just, or something like this. It's just dripping wet, sweaty fun. Yeah, the sweat is what I <laughs> was going to say about fun. Weird,
1: yeah. I, your sack sticks to your legs, you
4: know what I'm saying? not even got them game bags, I'm telling you.
1: guys. <laughs> Our buddy Mark Kenyon calls what y'all are doing, he calls it uh, type two fun. And I've kind of stolen that from him. Uh, and I say it all the time, especially on these early season hunts, man. It's like. You go out, the best example I have is Tennessee Velvet Hunt, because it's August, and it's just miserable, man. You literally feel like a walking hot bar for mosquitoes, because you're going to sweat your nuts off, walk into your spot, and then the mosquitoes are going to swarm you. And you're just like, you're just a hot meal. That's all you are. And then you're probably not going to see any deer, and it's pretty typical for for those early season hunts and and that's doing it you know three four maybe maybe a week-long trip three or four days to a week-long trip that we did in Kentucky and you guys are doing it like for for weeks like it's not it's not any of this just like what we do I I, man, I go in and like three days later Matt I know you, you you feel me on this Three days after we start, it's like, man, I can't wait to go home and watch Netflix in the air conditioning. Yes. And, uh, boys no, are doing it's you boys, because you
3: got poison oak 30 minutes into hunting and can't see anything because your eyeballs are swollen shut. That's,
1: that's also true. Um, <laughs> has anybody, has anybody there had to deal with poison ivy? Oh, nobody's
8: saying yeah, that. Yeah,
5: just
1: Greg. Greg just just saying Greg, that. Yeah. Greg got it, it like you said?
5: Greg, oh, gosh. It looked like Greg got punched in his eyeballs.
4: By himself, like it was bad. <laughs> he had- <laughs> it was. It was worth
3: it though, because we're driving out 150. That so, is
1: true. One, two, yeah,
5: that's about to say was worth it. Was he that big? Uh, yeah, he, he, I'm telling you, until you see it in person, it was the most deceiving deer I've ever seen. His body was so big, it made his rack look small. But like Caden was sitting there with me whenever I was taking it out, and its main frame eight point score was 135 what he would have growth mainframe eight and then he had seven extra
1: points wow all right that's awesome so that's seven extra points being 15 inches uh, extras that's nebraska okay this is a video we've all seen it um i imagine a lot of people listening to this have seen the video you guys struggled in Nebraska, right? Like, let's not just try to sugarcoat this and be like, "Oh yeah, we we killed the one fifty in Nebraska." It th-
5: it was a struggle for the majority of time. we were in Nebraska longer than we were in any other state, though, too. So it was kind of little. It was like a a little extra struggle, I would say. We saw up until that day when we killed that when we killed that buck. Um, I'm going to say, in the field, we laid eyes on maybe.
1: Five bucks,
5: including spikes. Wow, that's including. Yeah, so, yeah, maybe five bucks. We're,
1: we're, as far as just deer movement, like um, does and bucks included, were y'all seeing a lot of a lot of does, or was it just pretty much? Honestly, it wasn't that bad. It
5: really wasn't that bad. I'll let the other boys talk on it, but like we saw, definitely more deer movement in Nebraska than we did in Kentucky.
1: Yeah,
6: I'd say. So far, in Nebraska has probably been the most deer movement we've seen. Um, we, uh, you know, they they were kind of hard to pattern. There was there was so much ag, uh, like so many beans, so much corn. Um,
5: yeah, in the food.
6: Yeah, you know, we we saw it. like our first game plan was like find water and hunt it, and we tried doing that, but there ended up being it, it was weird. It was dry, but there was plenty of water. Yeah. so – um, we, we, we tried everything in the book. We tried hunting, hunting acorns, um, all kinds of stuff. We had a couple spots where we like glassed up quite a few, quite a few deer, mostly does from far away. But like I said, that was like between two and 500 yards off, um, you know, stuff we couldn't really, we, we tried to put a stalk on a few things, but just didn't really, didn't really connect. Um, but yeah, it was. It was like almost two weeks in Nebraska, and it was it was a serious grind. But
1: it was probably the most fun I've ever had. So that's cool, man. That it looked like it's hard to tell in a video, right, um, Matt? You've you've been doing video for a while, Luke. You started doing video last year. It's hard to really show and know, like as a viewer, it's hard to know the actual grind, right? That's actually happening because you're trying to fit it all in a. Fifteen yeah. minute video. It's Fifteen tough. minute video, you show
2: yeah. a kill. Hey, here we are. This is what we did. We came in here, we scouted this, we hung a stand. Hey, we killed a buck, you know.
3: Yeah. Hey, we sure. found
2: we found this random stand up in the woods and we just climbed in it and killed a buck. Yeah, no, there,
5: uh, there was definitely a lot more struggle went on than what was shown. I mean exactly. they just kinda got the highlights even. I wouldn't even consider the highlights of the suckiness. I mean, the mental side is what you can't portray over a video very well, unless you've just got a shot of somebody breaking down in tears or something. Yeah, but, and, uh, and
2: nobody nobody can truly tell you the pain of getting seed ticks all over your legs as somebody who all, has had seed ticks all over their legs,
5: all over our entire body. Yeah, me and you know, me and Grayson was like, we was covered, we was 400 plus of them a piece.
6: That, that night, I'm telling you, when we stayed up till two in the morning in the shower oh, house oh. picking ticks off. Like, seriously, we were, we were what, like eight days into the tour.
4: Almost, that was yeah. serious
6: contemplation of like, yeah. I'm done. I'm going to go home. <laughs> yeah. That was your, I, I,
2: your your turning point.
5: It was, it was definitely a, a check
6: yourself yeah. on how serious you were going to take Yeah. Be and it. it was, yeah. So we went to the store and bought loads permethrin. and loads of permethrin and we are soaked <laughs> up now.
1: <laughs> y'all, y'all it's didn't get permethrin beforehand? That's no, what I was going to
3: ask. I, oh, man.
6: I didn't even know like pressing was a thing. Like, I hunt northeast Texas, and if if anyone listening is from northeast Texas, um, and they have encountered sea ticks, then like, tell me because I have hunted, like, I have been out in all kinds of summer brush and everything in, in east northeast, northeast Texas, and I have never encountered anything like that before. I might get the occasional like big like like big tick on me, but um, holy crap, that was that was awful.
1: Hey guys, as most of you know, censorship for hunters and anglers is completely out of control. So we've partnered with the social media platform Go Wild to combat the mainstream social media censorship. Go Wild was built by outdoorsmen and women just like you. Go Wild is a free social community. Not only are your photos not censored, they're actually encouraged on Go Wild. They give you points for things like sharing your trophies, gear reviews, and inviting other friends. As you earn points, you unlock awesome rewards too. Like gift cards, free stuff like knives, huge discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex, and so much more. And if you create a free account, you can unlock $10 just for trying it out. Visit GoWild.com to get started. Six Day Grind Coffee Co. is made for people like you. The ones out there grinding to reach your goals every single day. Whether it's 3 a.m. wake-up calls to get into the woods, or just getting through your workday, A good cup of high-quality coffee to start your day is imperative. When you buy from Six Day Grind, you not only get a great bag of premium roasted coffee, you also have the opportunity to support conservation through their Coffee for Your Cause program, where 10% of your purchase goes to the conservation organization of your choice. Check out 6 com today. That's the word 6 followed by daygrindcoffeeco.com. I, I see. Hmm. I see what happened here. Dallas used this. This was like he did it on purpose. He didn't tell you guys about seed ticks. He knew about them. I know he did. He's from Nebraska, and he didn't tell you guys about it. There's gonna be a scene somewhere later on where Dallas is like, you know, guys, you know, I, I didn't tell him about the seed ticks, and I really feel like that was my my changing moment. That was like the. The day that the game changed in my favor, Dallas. Like an episode you know, of Survivor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
5: Hey, it all changes when two of the guys died from Lyme disease.
3: <laughs> like somebody breeding ticks on the bus, making sure that everybody gets bit.
5: That roaches. Yeah, that, that, we have had a slight, a slight roach um, problem on the bus. So,
2: the, are they the little here.
3: ones or the big ones?
5: Oh, oh, big, that big, oh, that's pretty big. They're big
3: enough to bum a cigarette off of. <laughs> <laughs> so, where where did the bus come from? It's definitely Atlanta. Facebook Marketplace.
7: Oh, I I guarantee it. Ernie uh, Ernie somehow found it. It was outside Atlanta, which is kind of ironic because apparently it wasn't too far from where we are. But uh, yeah, it used to be used for NASCAR, and it had a deck running the whole way, and it was a party bus, but. Uh, with the, with the cheetah print and all these bunks, we just kind of, you know. <laughs> How many out.
3: poles did y'all have down? <laughs> I <laughs> left you them know, all up, Matt. Come on, man.
5: <laughs> uh, yeah, that 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 deck Josh was talking about was like the entire. It was a dance floor on top, almost like you could. I mean, they park it in the infield of a uh, so I ain't never been to a NASCAR race because we don't have any tracks up. Other than dirt tracks back home, but I'm imagining
1: because it's not the south. It pretty. Wild. It's wild, yes, It's not but, the south. You don't got NASCAR if if you don't have NASCAR, then it's not the south. There, we just figured it out.
5: <laughs> hey, that's where it's originated. Hey, do you know? Let's let's run a little pop quiz, trivia time. Do you know <laughs> why NASCAR was made? Hey, how it how it came to be?
1: Say that one more time. You broke up just a little bit.
5: Do you know the origin story of NASCAR? I don't. How it came
1: to be. I really don't.
5: So, all these moonshine runners got together. So, back in the day, if you was a moonshine runner, you had your vehicle and you was whooping it around, you know, just kind of like the Dukes of Hazzard movie almost, okay? And they got together and they're like, hey, I can drive faster than you can and make left turns better than you can. And then NASCAR came to be. But, but, here's the thing, I think it originated around uh, North Carolina, like Charlotte area is where it like kinda of came up for like Gail Earnhardt from that area somewhere in there. I don't know. But Main China originated, Patfield McCoy's in Southern West Virginia and eastern Kentucky. So yeah, take that Parker, I am from the South.
1: Um, <laughs> you sound park, like you're from the South. We'll give you that. You guys have a southern saying. accent than any of us. So
3: Yeah
2: and I got the thing earlier when Grayson was talking, you could really know if somebody's from the South if they say acorns or acorns.
4: Yeah. No, it's acorns.
2: They, they, yeah. you Nebraska, right there. Yeah.
4: yeah. It's acorns. When you go to the store, <laughs> you don't get a buggy; you get a shopping cart. No. Nope. And what <laughs> you eat after work in the evening is supper. There, it's settled. No I, argument.
1: I do say supper. I'll agree. I say, say I'll
3: agree with supper.
1: I I got you it's on it's that supper. one. But mm, well, we we can run down a rabbit hole with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm from Texas, but I stay. I still say acorns, and I don't know if I always said acorns or if there was a time in my life that I did say acorns. But I would like to slap the guy, that I was, if I did say acorns, because it just doesn't sound right. It just—it's too hard to say.
2: Rolls off your tongue.
1: Uh, Acorn—that just comes out better anyway. So Nebraska, yeah, yeah. Nebraska is hard. The bus sucks. Um, West Virginia is kind of south. Uh, you guys shot a big buck. Yeah. We were talking about the score of this buck. It was a 150. Yeah. Um, which was amazing to hear in my mind. I mean, obviously he's a big giant deer, but uh, just watching the video, it really doesn't do it justice. On, on that, I'm curious to know um, which of you guys had? So y'all are all kind of producing this whole thing yourself. You're filming and editing. Which one of you guys? or who of you actually had experience with video editing?
4: Um, I, I did a little bit on my, so like I self-taught on my own.
8: Yeah, same, same for me. I, I self-taught um, editing. Not not a, not great editing, just, yeah. just good enough. And
5: as well for me, I was self-taught editing on Final Cut, though, and all these boys use Adobe, so that's been interesting trying to make the hop there. But I mean, I had two guys back home. Thankfully, Kirk Price from the Untamed uh, was, he's like my neighbor. So he helped me out a little bit while I was trying to learn it. And, uh, but other than that, just trial and error type stuff, which I'd only ever edited like two videos for this. I think, Josh, you said you've done stuff.
7: So. Yeah, I basically, Greg said one of the stipulations was you couldn't be married and you had to know how to edit. And so from that day on, I knew I had to learn how to edit. So (laughs) I got a Dober married.
4: Oh, wow. That was a good one.
7: Oh, man. Uh, So uh, I got a Dober premiere. And uh, I went on a Missouri hunt last year and had some footage, tried self filming. um, And I just started editing that, just piecing it together. Obviously, it wasn't very good because I ended up with an hour and 30 minutes of footage. So I. You know, that didn't work out, but I was able to, <laughs> and John Gibbs, uh, he's like an editing master, and uh, we started working on it, and he'd basically tell us what we need to, uh, you know, fix, and what was good, and then we just, you know, went from there. I, I got to do the first, or I guess the second video, which was the scouting video in Nebraska, so I was kind of the uh, test dummy, um, big part on the dummy for that. And uh, I mean, it worked out pretty good. Uh, all those shortcuts were, were greatly
8: used, and by mm-hmm.
7: the end, I was able to efficiently, you know, put out content. So, uh, good, good help. Very good support structure uh, in the editing department. Which I, I mean, Alice is the only other person that has got to finish a full episode.
6: So I imagine he'd probably say the same. I will say that uh, on the editing front, I got pretty lucky on. Being brought on to this store because uh, I'll be honest, I uh, I, I downloaded Premiere Pro to my computer about two weeks before we started this <laughs> store. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm doing as much as I can self-teaching, and these guys have been super helpful. And know John is, I've been I've been trying to absorb uh, everything he says. You know, he's been super helpful. Uh, so yeah, I've I've got a lot to learn, but I'm just kind of rapid rapid fire teach myself everything. So.
1: You guys, Mm y'all are, y'all are in a interesting situation because a lot of us, we learned how to edit, uh, especially a lot of hunters. You learn how to edit your own footage. It's a lot easier. Me and Matt were just talking about this earlier today because we're just kind of, we're kind of getting into this where Matt's, uh, going to be editing. We hunted together in Kentucky. Matt's editing one of the videos for it and adding all my footage into the video. And so... Matt, you know this as well as I do. Like it's it's hard to learn how to edit in general, but then editing somebody else's footage is like that just takes it up to a whole new level. So you guys are kind of starting on a if if that's how you're learning the majority of your editing, man, you guys are going to be able to crush it after a season of doing this.
2: Oh, um, yeah, though They'll jive together, Parker. You know, I think me and you both have our different styles, but it's similar styles, but it seems like they're all learning from the same people and gelling together everything they do. So that'll make, you know, the videos are great right now that I've seen that have come out. But just imagine, you know, episode after episode as they learn more together, know that, hey, he shot this because he wanted to edit it like this, stuff like that. And that's a whole nother media episodes you could have on editing, but uh yeah see it.
1: So is there ever a time that you guys are having to self film? Or is it pretty much you have a camera guy with you every moment of of the day?
7: I don't know. We we might have to end up self filming for the next place we might be going, but uh it's a little sketch. But uh, you know that that's something y'all might have to figure out as it goes. But for the most part, no, we have a
6: cameraman. What are you trying to get up there? Yeah, what
5: was that? In in the area we might be going, as in like in the state or next state. Oh, no, in this state. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
8: okay awesome. I might be here. I was like, I don't think. Oh, here. okay. It it took him a second. <laughs> I
7: I it's kind of oh. hard because I can't say where we're at or what we're doing,
4: but but. Yeah,
7: it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah, be a little sketch, possibly. To, so. to
4: answer the to answer the question, <laughs> no, we always have a cameraman with each hunter. There what, is a, a what a freaking
1: cliffhanger, man! Like this is rough. <laughs> like I'm like, what hey. the crap? Uh, <laughs>
4: tune
1: into the next episode to find <laughs> out. Yeah, it's <laughs> fantastic. That's awesome. Just a little shameless plug right there. So yeah. <laughs> so you went to. Uh, Nebraska, you went to Kentucky. Let's talk about Kentucky for just a minute. Um, Kentucky also was hard, correct?
8: Yes. Kentucky was very hard. I put Cole through some very (laughs) difficult scouting missions.
5: And morning hunts. I don't know if we saw a deer. (laughs) Um, We was getting up at 4.30 in the morning, too, which, hey, I'll be in. Caden is a... A very determined young man when it comes to deer.
1: Give him that. He he. I'm telling so you, I, Caden. Listen, you guys need to watch out for Caden because he's a silent. He's a silent, You know those silent but deadly farts. Caden is a silent but deadly <laughs> fart. He ain't gonna say <laughs> much. He's gonna sit back in the corner and he's gonna listen to everybody else act a fool and he's gonna be like, "Bring your tears." Yep. Do we know the same Caden? <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs>
1: I will say Caden can uh, once he once he warms up he gets a little bit a little bit more out there. But uh, I think uh, just watching Caden through the like whenever we went to Kentucky last year he was an intern. Caden, you probably remember this. You were in bed pretty early like every night. Like everybody else is staying up and eating. It's like where's where's Caden in Big Country? You guys were out like quick <laughs> almost every single night. Um, but no, so. Kentucky, Kentucky's hard, and, and we we dealt with this thing, same thing, too, of, like, should we sleep in in the mornings and be rested for the evenings, or should we still hunt? And I always kind of come back to, we're here, like, I can sleep in a lot of mornings, might as well go after it. But it sounds like you guys, so we, we actually saw a pretty decent amount of deer in the mornings when we went versus the evenings, I felt like, but it sounds like maybe the opposite for you guys
8: yeah so the the morning out that we did do we, we started off scouting in the mornings for the first few days and um after after finding a lot of sign and hunting the evenings we were seeing some deer they got down to the last few days of not not killing anything or getting anything in range so we started out in the mornings and that was doing no good either so uh yeah, we were definitely seeing more deer during the evening than we were in the morning.
1: For were sure. Um, were y'all seeing them more uh, gravitated towards beans or corn or where their acorns dropping? Were y'all we seeing like the majority of the deer? Because this is like not opener. This Y'all weren't there opener week. So th- a lot of things change after that first week or week and a half that really does some things to the deer movement. I'm curious to know what you guys saw.
8: So from what I saw, I think most of the deer were still, still heading towards beans. Um, some of them were hitting some acorns, but it was mainly mainly the beans, is what I saw. I'm not sure what, in them.
7: Yeah, uh, that's about the same thing. Um, and I mean, they Dallas and Blair—they actually glassed up a really nice buck in the beans, just chewing there. But man, it 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 was definitely difficult. Not an easy hunt, um, and it, it was. It we thought it was going to turn around because uh, they started to cut or harvest the corn and uh, <laughs> pick the corn.
4: Pick the corn. <laughs> I'm, I'm
7: not, but um, they they start getting rid of that corn and there was corn piles like this in the field, and so this Florida boy, you see a corn pile, you know, <laughs> you're like, oh man, those them all inside. Yeah, I mean. I'm I'm setting up, you know, thinking those deer are gonna be coming to that. So I'm setting up a ways away, thinking where they're gonna travel to. And the next morning the thing hasn't even been touched. I'm like, man, how's that even possible? So I I don't know, Kentucky was a uh, Kentucky was a different animal. But uh I mean Grace and I we it was weird. Uh, I think we were probably on more deer than Caden, like under a tree, which I thought was crazy. Um Is that a flex? But I probably yeah, I mean, I, I probably stunk so bad. I, I did the no shower challenge, and so I probably stunk so bad that I kind of scared off all the deer. Mm. Uh, There's a lot of opportunities, but every time, just something would happen. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not going to expose anybody, but uh, no, it was it was it was just a series of unfortunate events every night. Um, but it was a what it was. It was a really good learning lesson. That's what it was. Um, it kind of got to humble us because. We're over there, you know, here and like the first day, the first day, dude that shot a one forty. He's like, oh yeah, if y'all hunt for two or three days, you'll you'll be killing one for. So we're going into it like man,
8: like we're confident. Like you were you confident? Kay? I was pretty confident when I heard we were going to Kentucky. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm definitely shooting a buck. This is probably the second day. <laughs> so it was. good was kind
7: of thinking that maybe the entire bus would tag out in Kentucky? Yeah, we. I mean, we we already planned it, so it was a very good, uh, very good, humbling experience. But um, you know, saw some good deer. Um, but man, yeah it 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 was a it was a ride. I, I, I do think
2: y'all did tag out on some some Asian carp. there, right? Oh,
4: oh
8: yeah! Oh man! That I down saw
3: out. that. That was sweet.
1: Awesome. Mm-hmm. Had, we had caught it, one
3: with our bare hands.
1: Yeah, we caught one with our bare hands while we were in Kentucky. It was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> it just flew into the boat with us. Free. I'll tell
4: you, one of the hardest
1: things
4: you could ever do is blow gunfish fish <laughs> for one foot gar. Hey, Cole did Let's it, go. man. Cole did-
3: Let's go. Let's go
4: an hour. The non-southern southern man shot <laughs> with a blow gun.
3: Yeah, it was... I, Tim Wells would be proud.
4: Well, there I, was a yeah. Tim Wells blowgun. I slocked him.
3: Hey, <laughs> you daggum locked him.
5: He Which I tell you what, I got my, uh, I got my aim up by shooting minutes and like these little tiny baby quailbacks with it. And Grace <laughs> Another. was there walking, shooting these little quail back. I mean, when I say tiny, I'm talking like
3: Three inches, another so, flex. Yeah,
1: yeah. Hey, three <laughs> inches isn't that small. Come on, boys. I, yeah, <laughs> three inches ain't that tiny. uh Yeah, they's a good swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they were fast, weren't they? <laughs> oh my God. Oh, yeah. oh man. Uh,
5: what I, I was going to say earlier, though, add on the cadence thing is I feel like. We, like, we did everything right except for the last 10% of, of, like, honestly, like, me and Caden did see a couple bucks that, like, while we were out hunting um, in the evenings. But it was like we'd set up in the wrong tree or maybe we set up in the wrong even, like, drainage or just something small would just keep you out of shooting range. I feel like that was, you know, that last 10% is kind of what, Kept us from killing a deer, um, and I do think another thing that I I wish I would have thought of while we were doing it. But whenever the oaks first start hitting the ground, the deer don't like immediately flock to them because they have to build up their like gut bacteria to be able to digest that. So you'll see this in like late season if you've ever seen deer that's like real sloshy and like looks like diarrhea. It's because their gut bacteria is changing from eating say they've been eating corn or bean or whatever acorns, and now they're having to eat on woody browse, when, whenever they're in that transition period um, from two different types of forage, uh, you'll notice they have to change their gut bacteria before they go straight on. And what made me think about that was whenever uh, whenever we got here to uh, Georgia, the guy who's probably um, we're staying on, he had some feeders, and we was walking around talking with him, and he was like, he puts out this thing called buck muscle on this corn and he was like you can't put it all on there at first or they won't touch it and then when he said that I, I remember something you know that you deer won't like just immediately hop onto something new because they don't have the the gut bacteria to digest it so i do feel like we didn't focus as much on beans as we should have and i felt like we hopped more on the thought process that the oaks were dropping because we had seen oaks dropping and we was hitting a, that maybe a little more than we should have
1: that is a, a reality of hunting farmland, Cole. I'm sure you. Uh, I'm sure you get this, especially the places that you hunt. Um, Spoonie, I'm sure Caden. Uh, Dallas may have a little more experience with the farmland than everybody else, but uh, Grayson. I don't know. I, Texas isn't typically covered in corn and beans, from what I've seen in it. now um, North no.
6: I've never
1: hunted, I've never hunted ag in my life until Nebraska. So, like, I hadn't either until the first year I hunted Kentucky. And it was very much a, I mean, it was a, it was a shock to me, especially early season. And every year I came back saying I needed to hunt the beans more. I had kind of the same experience you guys did. Like, why wasn't I hunting beans more and using that as a part of my process? So I can definitely... I can definitely see where you guys are coming from of like hindsight's 2020. If you ever go back hunt early season, you'll you'll do it different, right? But man, I can tell you from what I've done in the past there's always just that part of me that's like, "Man, but the woods look so good. There's big tracks in the yeah. woods and it's, it's tough." Yeah. Yeah,
5: I <laughs> was right hunting him before. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: And that's hey, listen. I talked about it in last week. You remember this, Matt? I talked about it in the episode yeah. last week about like what kind of areas was I hunting? I was hunting rut funnels, um, mm-hmm. and specifically because of, in my opinion, what I see happening is a lot of the pressure from squirrel hunters, uh, dove hunters, and deer hunters funnels those deer back to those that security area, and so those those are going to be the same type places that are gonna be on fire during the rut so i mean there there is the one part of you that's like man i wish i would have done things a little bit different then there's the other part of you that's like man i don't know if i'm i'm trying to think i don't know if i know a single person that killed a buck in kentucky like in 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 that area that we were all hunting i don't think i know and i know a lot of people that were hunting it uh, and I don't think I know anybody that's killed one. So I say that to like, say, like, t- don't feel bad. Don't feel too terrible about it.
7: I mean, it's at the end of the day, we had a great time. Um, we met, we met some really cool people. Like there's some guys in camp, uh, from Arkansas, shout out to them if they're listening. And then from South Carolina, I believe, yep. Carolina. South Carolina, uh, just really good guys, um, and then uh, go Mr. Keith. Keith Sowers, yeah. Great guy.
5: Uh, he was on Alone season seven, yeah. if anybody's wondering. This
7: so. man was on a loan. I mean, one that, like traditional archery, like shoots flintlock. He's the one that uh had the boat, and we went bow fishing. Yeah, with
3: him and his- yeah, I saw that.
5: He is certified in the state of Kentucky. they a badass.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> certified. out <laughs>
4: Ranch, shackle, homestead, and survive. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool stuff.
5: Awesome, yeah. God. but a redneck with travel tattoos.
1: That's awesome. I there I actually are. did watch that season of Alone. I was telling Caden uh, I think yesterday about it. Like, uh, I didn't realize that this dude was the biologist out there, but I knew he lived around mm-hmm. the area because I remember watching it on that season of Alone. So that's pretty cool. You guys got to hang out with him and uh, and meet yep. him and stuff. Um. So I want to know something I want to know just from each of you guys, we're kind of coming up on time and we won't even maybe get into Georgia much. We kind of did already just a little bit. Um, but I want to know like for of y'all y'all can just go around, go around the table. What is the one unexpected thing that you've experienced on this, uh, this season so far, like the one thing that you could think about is like I did not expect that to happen. It can be good or bad or, you know, neither. Whatever you guys think it would be best. Uh, so I think we started with Dallas. So Dallas, why don't yeah. you just kick us off?
4: Um, I expect to see a 1980 Bluebird bus tire blowout, um, <laughs> north of Nashville doing 80 mile an hour down the interstate. And
5: almost kill a few <laughs> almost people. Almost killing two people. Three, three
4: people. But And on, like, for
7: if you're listening, uh, we
5: didn't get seen
7: that big on the video, but, like, was, in reality... It was like, scary.
5: Me it, and Grayson was held on to each other, like, the scene when the Titanic's going down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think Grayson was sitting in front of me, and we were up here, like, on the bench seat in the bus, like right beside the driver's seat, and the driver's got a seatbelt. And Grayson don't have seatbelts. Mm. So Grayson was sitting in front of me, Um, and thankfully, you know, it's got this giant windshield. I mean, it's big enough that you Most
6: know. Y'all we, we, we usually could have
5: both went out. The, if, if we'd have ran, if we'd have went, like I it, told Grayson, he'd have been a quadriplegic. I'd have been a paraplegic. <laughs> but um, but like he would have cushioned my fall just a little bit. It was scary. Yeah, it. I
4: mean, but anyway, dude, you probably want something hunting related, right?
1: No, it don't matter. I mean, really, y'all are five guys living in a bus. Like, we can talk about hunting a little bit, but the bus is kind of the main. She's the star of the show, yeah. man. I,
4: yeah. So, I didn't expect that. I also didn't expect to, like, click so well with
1: a bunch of 19 and 20-year-olds
4: when I'm 26.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you, Dad. Dad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Papa So I want to know, like, you guys are, y'all are all in there together. Like, are y'all looking at this as like a competition or are you looking at it as just an experience or is there kind of both?
3: I want to, yeah, I want to touch on that because you say competition but then Greg said in the video that we all watched, it was like kind of a secretive thing of you wanna be the one to complete the challenges and so on and so on. But he wouldn't say why. Yeah.
4: yeah. He won't tell
3: us why either. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey. Oh shoot. Oh <laughs> shoot. Oh yeah.
5: It ain't Thank the go we don't want like to ruin the brotherhood aspect. Yeah. Like you can have a little bit, you know, competition and competitiveness in there, but at the end of the day, like we're not trying to drive each other to where we're trying to be like, Oh, I want to beat you. Like yeah. if at the end of the day, Dude, that's
3: a great I,
1: attitude.
5: I mean, it'll be sweet, but I,
1: I ain't going for that. Yeah, that's you know, coming from it? the guy who already killed a 150 on the hunt. So he's like, I mean, we're not really competitive <laughs> at like, all. He's
3: <laughs> like, he's like, digging my shot, three inch menace. <laughs> I just shoot one d- inch buck, and what else is everybody else do? <laughs> no, that's fine. all y'all got seed ticks growing on the bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're trying to keep it as fun and like not. It's
5: like trying not to make it a job. Yeah, like we're yeah. trying not to where we feel like our whatever depends on whether or not you're the best hunter on the bus because like I don't feel like really any of us is better than anyone I think we're all at such a young age that really our I would say qualifications in the outdoor realm has all been on where we've grown up and who was known like very much in the learning at, at like points of our lives like I feel like I've learned something from everybody on this bus so far that I had no clue about before we are on this bus.
1: That's awesome. That's great, man. That's awesome. Was that yours, Cole? I think you were second. Is that was that the unexpected uh, thing for you? Unexpected
5: thing for me? I will definitely say, hmm, unexpected thing for me. Here, I'm trying to think of the uh, good. Good, good. I mean, obviously, like, I didn't expect that we were all going to, like, just click so well together so fast. Um, and I also did not expect that the first deer we'd kill would be that size. Like, I I, I even said in the video, that hunt, that evening, I figured me and Dallas was going to smoke a doe. That's what I was going in there after.
4: Hey, so, yeah. like but that
5: buck, one that came out
4: from eating the most behind that shrub, he might have smoked that deer. Oh, yeah.
5: I had, a, <laughs> I had a doe. So, when that buck came up, there were three deer. We got to see what two of them was, and we didn't get to see a third one. The third one sounded like a big, big old deer. We didn't know what it was. It's probably a 180. It's probably <laughs> it's the, Yeah, like you said, probably a good booner or something. Something that would keep the haters a little more died down on the YouTube comments. <laughs> but, uh, but no, uh. They, the other two deer bumped that buck I shot up through the only, like, little shooting lane I had. Like I said, this stand had been there a while. There was really only, like, one actual shooting lane up there, and the deer never even got near it. I shot that deer through, like, treetops-ish. Like, it was, like, a little bit of a clearing, but, like, there was some sticks that very easily. Jesus took the will of that arrow. <laughs> I will say that. The only thing that killed that deer um and kept me safe
4: we've all had and that one one more thing just to clarify so we can move on yeah. about this hunt is maybe the video didn't like show it but it was private ground that we had stopped a farmer that was in his cornfield to ask if we could hunt it and he gave us permission on that is why there were set stands that he gave us permission to hunt yeah so it wasn't police least it wasn't us going on public land and stealing somebody's stand to sit in. It was something we went out and worked for and gained
5: access to this piece of ground. And it's not like this stand was all dolled up and whatever. It's <laughs> yeah, literally grown into the tree. Like you, you, know? didn't,
2: you didn't have your bow hanger already screwed in, ready to go with your, your tether already hung? You,
5: know, you look in the video, I'd hung my bow off of a limb that had been broken off. <laughs>
2: Now I, I loved it in that video when y'all called the landowner after y'all got him. It was like eleven o'clock at night. Woke him up, yeah. dude. Yeah, that he, was, was just great. Excited. Just so, excited.
5: Yeah. So, Greg, you hear him in the video go say, uh, "You probably woke him up." Well, actually, he was going catfishing. Yeah, yeah he was out the entire night and came after he done catfishing. He yeah, came like, to the campsite at like yeah like six thirty some clock in the morning to come see the deer. That's awesome. So he was, I'm, shout out to Mr. Albers out there. If you're hearing this, uh, you're a, one hell of a man. And he's really been like the, just the, the hospitality and the help that he gave us there in Nebraska is, I mean, to me, it's unmatched from anything I've ever seen in the outdoor realm. Like he really went above and beyond.
1: That's awesome. So, That's really cool to hear. Anyway,
6: up in nebraska where was we at
1: now great concern
6: yeah so uh well i will say you know um coming from northeast texas i uh be honest uh this this tour was my first time hunting public land um you know i've, I've grown up i've grown up uh private land hunting uh hunting um sorry we're having some air conditioning issues here. um it's about,
0: we are, yeah, We're all we, we, like we, crazy. we turned
6: off the AC and it's a steel bus. and It's 95 degrees outside. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. Hunt, hunting primarily over cornfields and stuff, you know, just, uh, doing habitat management at our, at our private property and stuff, not necessarily going out on like the public land grind. I've never done that in my life. And, um, I, I expected it was going to be hard, but I did not expect it was going to be, uh, as hard as it actually was. Um, I, I will say, Uh, I have quickly developed a new love for this, this type of hunting is totally different from what I'm used to. Um, there in the beginning, it was, it was tough. We were putting on miles and it was hot in Nebraska and there was bugs and everything. Um, but, uh, you know, like being able to hunt, being the hunter here again in, uh, uh, Georgia has, um, really been like super cool. And I really feel like I've kind of hit my stride. Uh, I've picked up more than I could ever imagine I would pick up in these three weeks from all these guys who are a lot more experienced in this kind of stuff than I am. Uh,
5: don't even say that. Well. You more big bucks than anybody on the
6: bus. Okay. Well, I I don't know about that.
5: but put that out there.
6: Anyway, I've picked up a crap ton of knowledge from these guys and uh, I'm, I'm definitely uh, really enjoying this type of hunting and I'm, I'm, I'm hooked for life. So uh, yeah, that was super unexpected. Um, But I, couldn't have wished for anything better from this, from this first few weeks of this sport.
1: That's cool to hear, man. I'm, and I feel that I feel where you're coming from because I was raised the same way of like, this is the way the hunting culture in Texas is just, it's so stinking different. Um, not just public land, private land, just, just hunting in general is just different. So, um, that's cool. And, and when you look at it, you've hunted for three weeks straight, basically. And for a lot of people, as far as like number of days, that's like a full year of experience of hunting that you've got to do for most people's schedule. Most guys are hunting Saturday and Sunday, um, maybe just Saturday, not a lot of days a week. And so you're getting that full experience, dude. And I I think it's going to be cool to watch uh, because I didn't know that about you. I didn't know that you hadn't uh, done the public land thing before. So that's it's going to be really cool with that knowledge to now watch how you progress throughout the season and uh, I'm glad you said that. I, I think a lot of listeners are going to enjoy watching that, that progression through your, uh, through your stuff. So um be... go ahead.
6: No, that, that, that was all. Yeah. Just for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited for that. If, if anyone, you know, if I can, if anyone out there that, that relates to me, uh, you know, that I won't call it a struggle, but just that, that experience, that's super cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked about that.
1: Fantastic. I don't even know who's next. All right. So,
8: yeah. <laughs> yeah, Caden, I'm, um, I'm I'm kinda with the other guys. The the bus tire blown out, that was super unexpected. I got to to watch from behind, thankfully in the truck. I didn't have to be on the bus for that. That was kind of scary to watch. Um and then another super unexpected thing again was the it's already been said but the buck freaking stud coal shot.
5: Shot. That was a team effort there, buddy. That was very much not one person.
8: I'm pretty sure everybody felt that that was unexpected just such a big deer to die on the, the first deer of the tour. Um, I guess something new would be um, boys that don't use permethrin. <laughs> that C tick deal was all on them. Cause I told them, I sprayed all my stuff down and was like, yeah, I need to put permethrin on. And they're like, yeah, I think we're good. And then they're covered in hundreds of ticks. We was just trying
5: to avoid having cancer or like some kind of crazy wild, um, like Roundup-related illness later <laughs> on in
3: life, or, or, or
6: potentially growing. Yeah.
3: I was just about to say you chance that, but then it's like you could possibly never eat red meat for the rest of your life.
6: Yeah. No,
5: it's not. You can't eat it. You just ain't gonna enjoy it afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> c-ticks suck
1: they they specifically suck um between your legs i'm telling you i don't know if you guys had to deal with that but when you get a c-tick down there or or 47 Uh, of them it is a it's a rough time and i don't want to hear about you guys like getting them off each other either if that's where y'all are going
2: We look like the chimpanzees at the zoo. Yeah, it's like the Brad Paisley song. I'd sure like to check you for
4: ticks. After three weeks
1: in a a bus with a bunch of dudes, that might be an exciting time.
3: Oh, yeah, no,
1: honestly. He said the
3: testosterone was pretty high.
1: (laughs) Dude, there's so many different directions to go here. That I feel like we probably shouldn't <laughs> go to any down any of these trails, um, but yes, use permethrin. Permethrin is a good thing. It is, um, it is from the Lord. So, um, right, passing here. All right, uh, final one. Um,
7: you know, I, I'd say the most unex- or one of the most unexpected things for me was being camp host first. Um, It kind of worked out pretty good, just with my positioning on hunting. But, man, I'm not sure if y'all have tried it, but sitting in a bus with nothing, I mean, nothing to do and no vehicle for two weeks, it's real old, real fast in Nebraska. There's not much to do in Nebraska. so. uh...
3: Hey, you crushed those burpees, though, didn't you? Burpees and pull-ups, was it?
7: Yes, sir. Yep, uh, I I I actually – I got to do a lot of running. I uh, got to do a lot of uh, exercises and uh, finish that challenge. So that was pretty fun. And I actually I uh, found the river right next to us, so I got to do some catfishing, uh, set some set lines there, and uh, uh, got to have a little fish fry, but do do some of that. But uh, that was definitely uh, kind of driving me nuts for that long because these boys are out. You know, they're hunting and i'm sitting back and having to hear the stories and be like man i want i want to keep my boots dirty like let's go let's do it um so that was definitely hard and i'd say um, the other thing and i had another thing but well now i forgot it Doggone gone it <laughs>
1: we'll, we'll give you a pass you've been you've been grinding hard for 3 weeks we'll give you a pass on this yeah
7: i'll I'll probably remember it later and I'll be aggravated, but uh I'm actually gonna flip the script on y'all, and I got a question for y'all so what do y'all as the viewers what do you want to see from us? Do you wanna see more camp life? do you wanna see uh more fights? Should we get boxing gloves like as a viewer,
1: what would you like to see? yes.
3: We taking bets on who yes, would win? Because let's we, go ahead and start betting.
1: Yeah, we would. Uh, we would all enjoy seeing more fights. I think that would make things a little more entertaining. But um, nah. man, Matt, what do you think? You got anything um, that you just haven't gotten to see?
2: I guess we could talk. You know, I feel like y'all's personal relationships with your camera guy and your hunter uh, is a pretty pretty intense. Y'all have done a good job of showing that, kind of talking and kind of relating on hey what what should we do here and there um i guess i would i would want to see more like talk about the setup you're in um like in that once you get to your setup kind of explain why you were there and from from even like hunting back home like hey I, i hunt at home because of this and i'm relating that to this area because of this kind of deal um, I, I think that would be something cool to see of why, why you're hunting that certain area. I'll not just it. because you, not just because you saw a deer there scouting, but like if there's a ditch or a creek crossing or something along those aspects.
7: Gotcha.
1: Gotcha. I think to, else? to that point, um, I, this is new for me because I didn't, I guess I didn't, I don't know, Grayson, if you said it before, uh, and I just didn't hear it in a video previously, I really would like to see that progression as a public land hunter. I would like to see that in more detail now that I know that that's the case. Um, so Grayson, like with what Matt's talking about, I would like to see you doing what he's saying and then watch how you change your mindset throughout the season. I think that would be a really cool aspect to see. And, um, First off, I think it's pretty dope that you're – that you are pretty forthcoming about it because most people in this day and age of YouTube and podcasting and it's easier to create content than ever before and a lot of people can see it. Everybody kind of wants to act like the expert and I think it's cool to see people that are like, I'm not but I'm learning and kind of watch how that progression goes. So that is definitely one thing that I would like to see more of and then also – Uh, I know we were just joking about the drama, but I would like to see more of y'all's, like, interactions on the bus, like um, just sitting around, you know, and kind of how you guys are breaking down your day and hearing the things that y'all are learning from state to state. uh, I think that would be something that I'd like to see.
2: Yeah, like a conversation of who's going where and kind of deal. And then also, like, I know y'all have a truck. Um. So you can move. So you can go into like, hey, me and Hunter One and Hunter and Cameraman One are going in the truck, and how y'all are getting around. Uh, that that would also be pretty cool to see.
1: I would love to see that bus parked in the parking spot of a WMA, just once. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Hey, no, no. It
6: it takes that it takes a considerable amount of time and effort to move this bus. Uh, so I, I will, I don't know, this shouldn't be spoiling anything, but I, I will say when we went back through Tennessee, we were fortunate enough to be able to pick up my truck because we learned in our first two states that having one truck and that's your only vehicle with two hunters, um, and a camp post that needs to do stuff like a camp post will need to go get Wi-Fi or upload videos or something. It is, it's challenging. So we do actually now have two trucks with us at all times, which is just, that has been so nice. That's um, good. Back
4: to driving the bus, being that I'm 26, I'm the only hunter that's eligible to be on the insurance because I'm old enough. And our bus driver flew home to see his family for the week. So this bus is not going anywhere (laughs) until he flies back in because I don't really want to drive.
7: So I actually, I remembered uh, that second part. Uh, One of the things that really surprised me on this trip is, and uh, Cole mentioned it, was the hospitality um we we've met some really great people like literal strangers and they'll they'll either see the bus or or uh they'll just see the truck or they'll see us and just start talking to us and they're like hey man uh we love what you're doing like we wish we could do that like how can we help you and uh just connections in a place where you don't have anybody that you know uh like for instance here we don't have showers here so we got connected with somebody that has access to showers and it's like not that big of a deal, but it's really, really cool getting to see uh, the connections and the bonds that are made uh, just through something as simple as hunting. Like Heck it's yeah. hunting, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, it's a bond that brings us all together. So that that was one of the really cool uh, things that I've seen. But told you I'd
1: remember. Heck yeah, that's awesome.
3: So I don't even think this is anything you could do better. I just think it's a good reminder, just kind of encouraging to you guys, um, especially after watching the first video and just keeping up with everything. I mean, I think because nobody knows what's going on behind the scenes, really. Nobody really knows everything that you guys go through unless you're there. But I would just say I'm reminded of um, Jonathan Moreland. He's the he holds a state record for the art the longbow kill in arkansas Mm -hmm. that dude is just as real as it gets and you see that and i was just gonna let you guys know too um people love when people are transparent people love when people are open and honest about things and so just letting people see like that side of whether that's a failure whether that's success whether that's like parker was saying um, disagreements between you guys as buddies, whatever that is, just being as real as you can be and not being afraid of what people are saying about that. And I, I, I think um, you guys, like each of you are are there for a reason. So um, each person is going to have different personality. Each person is going to have different thing to bring to the table. So everybody wants to see that, including myself.
1: For sure. Okay.
7: Well, we, the uh the feedback we uh obviously we can't get it for the next video but we'll be uh we'll be working on that and trying to implement that for y'all because yeah we're here to
4: a lot of transparency yeah
1: of... <laughs> there's oh, gonna yeah. be some yeah. transparent yeah, we, we appreciate it. transparent to a fault would you say Sometimes. i said there's
4: there's a lot of trans Georgia i feel like i'm pretty honest oh. <laughs>
1: i mean that's awesome <laughs> There's nothing like the moment where you realize you're not as good as you thought you were. Uh, it, and it happens. <laughs> I feel like it happens to me every single year where I'm like, man, I was so confident. I, I really thought I knew what I was doing and I don't. <laughs> it will. It'll
2: happen again for us this year.
1: Yeah. I'm like next time I deer hunt, I'm be like, that's yeah, like, like every year. Worst, worst deer hunter in the world. <laughs> oh man well guys again thank you so much for coming on the show uh and talking with us i know everybody's gonna really enjoy this conversation and it is considerably late i mean i feel bad for the guy who's hunting with caden tomorrow because uh apparently he likes to get up early and it's pretty late right now so you guys need to get your beauty rest uh go out and and uh, kill a good buck tomorrow that's what i want to see
4: or or big fat doe. Yeah, yeah, hey,
1: dude. If I shoot a big, kind of I am going to be ecstatic. If yeah. I shoot a buck, great. I know about being excited
4: we'll about one. some does. Man, those. What's
1: that? I I know what it's like to be excited about some does. I do love that. Oh, that is, you know what? I take it back. If I had to take, if I had to tell you to do one thing different, shoot more does. That's what I want to see. I want to see you guys oh. just wear out the doe population.
7: Well, lucky for you in Georgia, we have, uh, get 10 does and two bucks. We just got so, two
4: 10 does.
7: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and two bucks. Yeah. Or have them not blow at us, but
1: yeah, you'll get that. Don't worry. Heck yeah. Well guys, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah.
7: Thank you for inviting oh, us. Thanks we appreciate it. Thank
4: you so much. Yeah.
7: Thanks.
1: Hey guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. And as always, a big shout out to all of our partners. That's Go Wild, Tethered, Spartan Forge, and Six Day Grind Coffee Company. You can keep up with Southern Ground Hunting by following us on Facebook or Instagram or subscribing to the YouTube channel. And you can be sure to check us out at southerngroundhunting.com to pick up some of our merch, read some blog articles, and all that good stuff. I truly hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and we'll see you here again next week. Remember that God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. So go out and exercise that dominion. We will talk to you next week.